Accidents are an unavoidable fact of life. Or are they? In this podcast, we discuss current events through one personal injury lawyer's perspective. In each episode, we'll focus on one event and attempt to answer the oftentimes not-so-simple question, who's to blame? I'm your host, Jonathan Ratchik. This podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Kramer and Levy and Ratchik PLLC and is for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you think you might have a lawsuit, you should contact an attorney. On October 2nd, 2022, a 13-year-old girl was walking home from school on Staten Island when she was suddenly and viciously attacked by a group of pit bulls which had escaped from an open window in their owner's home. The pit bulls also attacked a 2-year-old girl and a 19-year-old woman. Fortunately, the three victims were rushed to a local hospital where they were treated for non-life-threatening injuries. The owners, however, have since been arrested and charged with multiple counts of animal cruelty, reckless endangerment, and endangering the welfare of a child. Sadly, these types of attacks are not isolated incidents, either in New York City or elsewhere. According to the insurance industry, there were almost 18,000 dog bite claims filed in the United States in 2021. A small fraction of the 4.5 million dog bites that are estimated to occur each year. Between 2005 and 2020, dogs killed over 560 Americans, more than two-thirds of which were caused by pit bulls. Likewise, in New York State, pit bulls were responsible for 30% of all reported dog bites. Given the sheer number of dog bite claims associated with pit bulls, the insurance industry took notice and understandably began to take action to reduce their own financial exposure by refusing to issue homeowners insurance policies to owners of pit bulls, by charging higher premiums to owners of pit bulls, or by issuing policies that did not cover dog bites caused by the breed. In response, New York State recently enacted legislation which prohibits insurance companies from denying coverage or charging higher rates to dog owners based upon the breed of dog they own. In this episode of The Blame Game, we try to answer the question of who, if anyone, is to blame for these tragic events which can leave its victims with physical and emotional scars for life and are oftentimes fatal for the dog itself. Who bears a legal responsibility when a dog bites and injures someone? And the answer is not as straightforward as you might think. Although pit bulls account for a disproportionate share of reported dog bites and fatalities, legal liability is not automatic just because the bite is from a pit bull or another breed that is commonly associated with dog bites such as Rottweilers, Doberman Pinschers, or German Shepherds. In other words, New York State does not recognize certain dog breeds as being inherently dangerous or vicious. Instead, New York's rule can best be described as the one-bite rule. And what that means is that in order to recover damages for personal injuries sustained from a dog bite, a victim must demonstrate that the dog had vicious propensities that the owner either knew about or, in the exercise of reasonable care, should have known about and thus have taken suitable precautions. Vicious propensities encompass many different types of behavior. It obviously includes previous instances of biting. If a dog previously bit someone and its owner either knew about or should have known about the bite, that's sufficient evidence to demonstrate that the dog had vicious propensities and renders the owner legally responsible for subsequent bites and the resulting harm. But vicious propensities also include behavior that falls short of an actual bite, such as growling, snapping teeth, baring teeth, chasing people, etc., If a dog previously exhibited this type of behavior, it renders the bite foreseeable and therefore arguably preventable. An owner who witnesses his or her dog growl or bare its teeth at someone 
arguably has a legal responsibility to take measures to prevent the dog from biting someone, whether it's by keeping the dog on a leash, having it wear a muzzle, or perhaps placing the dog in another room when guests are visiting. So what does this mean for the owners of the pit bulls which attacked the three individuals on Staten Island? Well, one neighbor reported that he previously heard the dogs barking in the house. But barking standing alone is not enough to demonstrate that the dogs had vicious propensities such that their attack would be deemed foreseeable. All dogs bark, some more than others. It's in their DNA. There needs to be something more than just barking, such as growling, baring teeth, or some other aggressive behavior to hold their owners legally responsible for the attacks. Absent such evidence, these dogs may very well have gotten their first and hopefully last bites without any resulting civil liability. Thank you for listening to The Blame Game. This episode was brought to you by Kramer, Dunleavy, and Ratchik, PLLC. Come check us out at kdrpilawyers.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you.